Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good Monday afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Michael Morgan from the First Bank Studios at Laurel and Hattiesburg. It's the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour, and we're glad you're with us. Got a great group of shows lined up for you all week long. We'll be ending the week back on the road, and we begin the week as we do each and every Monday uh, with our favorite baseball coach, Scott Berry. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of Southern Miss Athletics and the Eagle Hour. You can enjoy their fall-off-the-bone ribs, hickory smoked brisket, the, the best turkey you'll ever eat in your life, and all sorts of great foods that are smoked daily in-house each and every day at the Dickies right by the Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg or in a community near you. And don't forget, Dickies uh, will cater any event, large or small. You can always sit back, relax, and let Dickies do the cooking. Happy Monday to you, Luke. Hope you had a good weekend. I did. Glad the Eagles could uh, pull out game three yesterday, uh, but it was a good weekend for me. No question. Well, let's talk about baseball. What an exciting week for Southern Miss baseball. It all started Wednesday night with a really electric uh, in-state rival game against Ole Miss at Pete Taylor Park. Ended in dramatic fashion yesterday as the Eagles held on to first place in Conference USA with a ninth inning 8-7 to win over a really tough Florida Atlantic baseball team. Head baseball coach Scott Berry joins us. Uh, always glad to have you on the show. Coach, your thoughts about uh, what was a week of tremendous competition, starting with Ole Miss and ending with Florida Atlantic? Well, you know, Ole Miss, uh, obviously, on, on Wednesday, an electric crowd, fifth largest crowd in, I think, uh, history here in uh, Southern Miss baseball. 5,202, I believe, was the uh, mm-hmm. attendance. But, you know, a great game, uh, just a really good, clean college baseball game on the field, off the field, in the stands. You know, I didn't. I didn't hear any sirens in the stands, people fighting or anything like that. So, honestly, I think it was an enjoyable night, and, and both teams really came out and competed and didn't disappoint. Of course, the star of the game in that one was uh, was Matt Walner. Uh, you know, I think he showed about everything you could see uh, a person do that night. He takes away two runs from, from Ole Miss there early in the game when he robs a two-run homer. He hits two himself. Uh, he steals a base. He almost throws a guy uh, uh, out at first uh, who uh, on, on a fly ball that uh, didn't tag up. So, you know, I mean, what a great, great night for him. And, you know, I think our pitching staff on that particular night, we used a lot of guys, I think seven, to, to be exact, and, and they all pitched very, very well. Um, so, you know, we moved into the weekend against a tough Florida Atlantic team. <clears throat> you know, did we have kind of an emotional hangover going into that Friday night game? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have the answer to that. I wish I did. And if I did, I probably wouldn't be coaching baseball. I'd be doing something a lot different. But, you know, Friday we ran into a team, uh, Florida Atlantic, who was two games behind us and uh, really came in with a chip on their shoulder. And honestly, Bob Luke, I mean, uh, as the saying goes this year, for most coaches I talk to, it's all about when you catch somebody 
and we caught them at the wrong time. They caught us at the right time. I don't really know, but for the first two games, uh, we uh, we just got beat. You know, I don't feel like we beat ourselves uh, because we didn't make errors, we didn't make mental errors. You know, did we miss on opportunities? To score runs and gain momentum, yes. Of course, on Saturday, we had no answer for them uh, on the mound at all. I mean, they literally took BP off from us. So, um, you know, just they just out outplayed us and just straight up beat us, took us to the woodshed on Saturday. But yesterday, well, you know, we were in a must-win situation, and we were able to hold on and salvage that one, but it didn't come without some rising blood pressures i can assure you so uh you know if that's the best we can do then it was we played yesterday like it was championship sunday winner take all and basically it was for sole possession in the first place coach we're going to keep you two segments today if you're willing we got a lot of talking about but i want to go back first of all to the wednesday night game you're right. The atmosphere would just be hard to describe to someone if they were not there. And I walked away from that baseball game feeling that uh, what I had just witnessed was good for the for the sport of college baseball. Not just uh, an in-state rivalry, but I thought that game exemplified uh, what is so exciting about college baseball. Well, I think it defines baseball in the state of Mississippi. You know, at any 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 field you go to, particularly, it's easy for us to talk about the Division One programs, our self state, and Ole Miss. And but you know, I think you, you find that that energy and that passion at a lot of levels across our state. But you know, on that given night here, it was just a it was a packed house. It was a good college baseball game, and I feel like that people went away feeling like they got they got entertainment for their money. No question. Is it tough, Coach, 48 hours later to bounce back from that kind of high and take on a team like FAU? No, it shouldn't be, but I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. You know, that was our ninth straight win. We're playing really good. You know, I've been around clubs. We are the 09 club this weekend. Uh, that was a club 10 years ago that got hot at the end of the year, and they just – they were a team that felt like nobody could beat them, you know. And for nine games, I felt like that's the way we were. And then all of a sudden, you know, we come into uh, Florida Atlantic. And, boy, I'll tell you, it's been a long time since, uh, particularly on Saturday, that we've been beat like that, I can assure you. But, you know, the thing that impressed me about Florida Atlantic was is their approach at the plate. You know, they just did not chase pitches out of the zone. Uh, you know, we had to make pitches and you had to make it in the zone. And then they basically had to get themselves out on your, on on pitches in the zone because they weren't chasing out of the zone. So a really good club. And, of course, like John McCormick is saying, he's like, you know, last weekend Old Dominion almost swept us. We had to score seven on Sunday in the bottom of the night to salvage one game. And we're all like, how in the world, how good is Southern Miss if they swept this Old Dominion team? Well, then, of course, I'm sitting there going, after Old Dominion almost sweeps Florida Atlantic, I'm going, holy cow, how did they almost sweep Florida Atlantic at Florida Atlantic? So, you know, I think it's just, you know, I hear it all the time. You know, it's, it's catching people at the right time or wrong time, whoever, you know, whatever end you're, you're the receiver on, yeah. on that particular weekend. But Florida Atlantic is a solid club. They showed us that for sure. No question. It's just hard to explain. You hold Ole Miss to three runs. They scored 19 runs yesterday against LSU. It's an unpredictable game, isn't it, Coach? It, it is. And you know what? I don't think any other sport 
can vary like baseball varies. I really don't. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it seems like in, in baseball on any given day, anybody can beat anybody. And you don't really see that in the other two big sports, right. football and basketball. You got upsets. Get, you know, get, don't get me wrong, but they don't happen often. If there's an upset, it has to be on a point spread, and I'm not a gambler, but I listen to the ones that do. That's where it kind of becomes the upset. But the guys that usually are supposed to win, they usually win for the most part. But in baseball, you know, I think that's what's so neat about our sport. You you just don't really know, and you better show up to win and be uh, be present in all areas to win if you if you expect to do that. I think you're right. Luke, jump in here. Coach, uh, just thanks uh, as always for coming on, and and uh, we we're always straight up with you. And I just had a couple questions. Um, nobody can see the future, but just for Friday night, several of our listeners wondering the same thing. Walker Powell only went five innings. He was at eighty pitches. Um, any specific reason why he came out after the fifth? You know, he wasn't feeling very good, honestly. After the first inning, he was kind of dehydrated, in all honesty. Uh, you know, we didn't really know how far we were going to be able to go with him. So, you know, I think he was just getting taxed. I think it was every inning was really becoming a struggle to get through it. Not that he wasn't uh, getting through it, because he did. He, he was able to minimize that damage. Uh, but, you know, I think it was taking his toll, in all honesty, Luke. And we felt good. Uh, with our bullpen uh, from from prior, we've been throwing really good, and we felt like we were in a situation where we could go to it and uh, and continue to hold that lead. You know, at three to two. Of course, they ended up what scoring uh, two there in the seventh to go up on us, and then uh, you know the last three innings, the frames they did. So, um, you know. I don't know. I guess you could go back and say, you know, maybe we could try to extend him one more inning. But, you know, that's a, that's a valid question. But from from what we were seeing and what we were uh, working on the field, you know, we felt like that we were really kind of stretching it with him. We may run into the brink here, Coach, on this next question. We'll just push it back. But Nelms came in. Nelms uh, did really good in the sixth. And then he was only in there for one inning, and, and you guys were just throwing one guy per inning after that. Well, we were trying to match up. You know, that's basically what we did against Ole Miss. You know, they had a lot of hitters, uh, left-handed hitters in there, and they'd mix a righty in. So that's what we were trying to do there uh, is try to match up our lefties with them uh, for those last few innings, knowing that uh, we we didn't have lefties that we felt like could carry, especially with Ock being out. Uh, you know that we that we didn't have that lefty that could get us deeper than than just the matchup and moving through there. So that's why we did that. All right, we're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry. Got conference USA tournament news to discuss with him. Some other questions on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. The Eagle Hour continues after this. Top. Welcome back around the state of Mississippi. Glad to have you with us this afternoon. Bob, Luke, and Michael from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark. 
and campusbookmart.net. Our friends down on Hardy Street continue to carry the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel you'll find anywhere in the planet. If you're not around and you want some new Southern Miss swag, just go to campusbookmart.net. And they'll deliver it right to your front door. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry. Going to go back to Luke here in just a second, Coach. I got to tell you, being the math genius that I am, I figured this out last night. If you just win your last six conference games, no matter what Florida Atlantic does, uh, you win another conference championship. That's that's easy, is it not? Oh, that's 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 simple math. You're exactly right. <laughs> I don't know about the easy part. Right. But that is simple, simple math. Right. All right, Luke. You had a couple more for coach. Yeah, Coach, I uh, want to ask you about a couple players. Before we get into that, you may not even want to talk about this, but there was some people that asked me, I think it was uh, Saturday, there was a dust-up between you and the and, and, uh, home plate umpire, and then somewhere right in there, like he, he kind of showed up Cole, like rolled the ball in the dirt and made Cole get that. You may not want to get into that, but what was all that dust-up about? Well, you know, I... I, you know, the uh, I think it was frustration on everybody's part, in all honesty. And, you know, everybody's human. And uh, and he and I talked the next day, which was yesterday, about it. And, uh, you know, I told him, you're human, I'm human. It is what it is, you know. And I, I think with uh, – well, what happened on there is that our pitcher actually said something to him, which he shouldn't have, and he then motioned, uh, you know, came out front of the plate. And so I was just kind of – taking up for our guy, not, you know, just trying to calm, really, calm the situation down and let him know that I didn't feel like that the, the pitch was the right call either. Although, I will tell you, uh, it was the right call because I reviewed it the <laughs> next day on on, on video here because uh, uh, he, he asked me, he said, I'm sure if it's wrong, you will show me or you will tell me. I said, oh, yeah, I will tomorrow. <laughs> and honestly, and I told him, I said, I, I have to apologize. You were right. It was. It was. It was off the plate. So, and he apologized for the way he handled some things too. So, you know, it's just part of it. Uh, that's just the way it runs. That is now, part I, of it. I, you know, I don't know about the. I did see the ball on the ground, but honestly, I did not know that was what happened. I saw Cole go over. I was kind of walking back, and when I turned, so I didn't realize that had happened or whatever happened there that you described. But that's all under the bridge. Let's apologizing uh... for too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so, Coach. But two guys I want you to uh, would like for you to talk about. Gabe Montenegro f- batted 500 this weekend. Got him a home run. Uh, good stuff there. And and talk about Stevie's gutsy performance yesterday, please. Well, let's start with Gabe. You know, he's been our leadoff hitter all year except for one time, and I moved him down in the seventh hole. He was kind of struggling there a couple weeks back. But, you know, quickly uh, was uh, was able to see that we needed to get him back up where he needs to be. And, and you know, sometimes you just kind of have a little uh, little little check with yourself to, to, to keep yourself honest, and, and that's what I did that day. So, Gabe, tremendous little player. Boy, he's just uh, – he defines college baseball and the way he plays the game. He plays it hard. Uh, you know, I hope he doesn't think he's a home run hitter because I certainly don't need him trying to do that uh, because I, I feel like that – that will uh, he'll create more outs than than on base percentage, honestly. But you know when he puts a good swing on it, you know he's got some juice in the bat. So he's a kid that was a freshman All American last year. It was a big part of what we were able to accomplish then, and he is right now. So Stevie Powers, I'll tell you, we didn't know what we were going to get on Sunday, honestly, Luke. You know, last week he goes one inning at Middle Tennessee, just has all kinds of discomfort. In the backside of his shoulder, you know, Cody Carroll steps in, throws seven innings there at Middle Tennessee. 
uh, we come back, we get a shot, uh, give him a shot uh, on, on Tuesday to try to calm everything down. That's why we had to push him to Sunday to try to give him an extra day rest and just try to let that thing relax in there and, and get the medicine working. And I'll be honest with you, we didn't know what we were fixing to get. We didn't know if we were going to get one inning. We didn't know if we were going to get two. We didn't know what we were going to get. We knew we probably weren't going to get more than five just because – we didn't want to push it with him. And uh, for him to go out and give us that gutty performance like he did on a must-win day, and I say must-win for a lot of reasons, not only for our uh, mentality as a, as a team, our character, to, to define the character of our team after you know losing the first two, but you know for postseason purposes, everything. That was a big-time performance that he delivered yesterday. Okay, Coach, uh, announced last week that uh, the conference tournament will remain in Biloxi through next year. Obviously going to be played again uh, in about three weeks down there. I I wonder, have you had a chance to talk to other coaches around the league about this? And it it seems like overall everyone in the conference very happy with Tim Bennett and the job those guys are doing and bringing the tournament uh, back to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, they have done a really good job, I feel like. Of course, uh, we've we've done our part and made it to Championship Sunday on both days, which makes it really sweet for, for them and everybody on the coast and, and for us as well. But, you know, as far as the other coaches in the conference, I would imagine they would like to see it moved. Really? <laughs> you want to know really? the truth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just think about it, Bob, when you have – one team, which is kind of the home team, even though it's not our tournament, but it is our home state, and it is basically the home crowd, and you're having success. If you're not having success, they're probably like, heck yeah, that's yeah, a great place yeah. to have it. But if Southern Miss continues to do good, I mean, they're kind of thinking, well, hey, we need to go somewhere else. I know there is some other people that would like to host it. Charlotte has has expressed an interest in doing it. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, I know that... Uh, Memphis uh, in that area, I think it's Memphis with the uh, AAA stadium, or maybe it's Charlotte. Rice, I know, would like to get back in the, as a player in that. So there's a couple of three that, that would like it, but it, it's all decided on a bid, bid situation. So, mm-hmm. you know, overtime sports, they, they seem to put a healthy number out there that will guarantee the conference this amount of money to host and uh from what i understand you know we can't pass it up and that's right. what we're that's what we got to do you know it's about the money well i guess as you know we do the show from down there i got to tell you this two years ago when we lost the opening game to san antonio tim bennett was with luke and i when we were doing the show the next day when you were playing louisiana tech and as i recall we fell behind in that game before we came back to win it and mr bennett as you'll remember luke got very very nervous did he not he was sweating some bullets, I'll tell you what. And then he was he was the happiest man in the world when coach when you and the Eagles pulled it out against Louisiana Tech. He was so happy. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I can imagine so and, and you know, even with that being said, that gives you an extra game too, you gotta play too, so that gives you you know, that is the the best case scenario to, to lose one and still make it to the uh still make it to the championship. So you know, I like the venue. Of course, you know, we, it doesn't matter where we end the season. This year we end it here at, at P. Taylor Park against UAB. And so we get to just stay here. But if you're off and you have to come back in, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you have to go somewhere else. You just drive right on down the coast, you know, 65 miles and you're there. So mm-hmm. it's a great situation for us for sure. 
All right, Coach, up next, Rice. It's not the same Rice ball club, but I guess it's fair to say all of us are accustomed uh, to watching. But I, I noticed today they're 500 in the conference, so they're no pushover, are they? No, nobody is, Bob. You know, uh, you know, somebody said to me yesterday, they said, well, you look happy. I said, no, I look relieved is probably mm-hmm. what it is. And, you know, that's what college sports has become anymore. It's a, you know, when you win, it's a relief. It's not a celebration unless you win a championship. You know, it's a relief because every game, you know the impact of every game and how the opposition is and, and that they're very capable of beating you. And Rice is the same way. No, it's not the Rice traditionally that we have seen. Uh, and it hasn't been the Rice traditionally the last couple of three years, in all honesty. But they do have dominant players. They do have a very good pitching staff that has the ability to really shut you down. Uh, you know, Cruz is a good player at shortstop, Jose Cruz's son. Uh, so, I mean, there's, they have the pieces in place. And, you know, I, was I shocked that they got swept at Western Kentucky last week? Yes, I think everybody was. But I once again... I think that's just the the way college baseball is today. I mean, nothing really kind of surprises you anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's you know we're going to have some weather issues too. It looks like looks like looking at the long term there that there's uh, you know chance of rain, high chance of rain every day. So, uh, you know, it'll be a challenge, obviously. Uh, what would the 2019 season be without rain, though, Coach? Right, that's right. Wouldn't that be the truth? You know, I mean, I guess you could look back and, and you could play out a lot of different scenarios there early in the season that we had to deal with. But, you know, at the end of the day, you control what you can control and you don't worry about what you can't. And, uh, you know, I think that's one thing that with baseball that no, uh, you know, really no other sport, football, they play through it. It doesn't matter. And not that it doesn't affect the game and the outcome of the game and whether you're a passing team or a running team. But, you know, with baseball – uh, you know, it's delays. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it that can affect you one way or the other. All right, Coach. Both first, sides, first, both sides. Yeah. First week, real quick, we're up against the break. Uh, you don't have a midweek game. Is that a good thing? Give your ch- your team a chance to uh, rest up a bit? It is. It is. Of course, we don't have a midweek game because of finals. You can't have one during the the, uh, the week of finals, which is good. And it's kind of a good time. I, I think you, if you were at the game yesterday, you know, our, our – our pitching staff, uh, you know, they need a break. You know, the right. guys that we've called on so many times, they need a break, if not physically, obviously, mentally. And I think this is what it allows. Unfortunately, the mental part's going to be tested in the, in the classroom with studying and everything there. But, you know, the physical part will certainly get us a little break. We'll, we'll resume practice at some point on Wednesday around finals and then head to, uh, head to Houston on Thursday. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Guys, appreciate it. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, Luke, Bob, and Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. We greatly appreciate Southern Miss head baseball coach Scott Berry for joining us every Monday as he does. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day 
by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, just in the shadow of The Rock. Swing by there, get some of their great Blue Plate lunches, eight ninety five with a drink. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Well, with Southern Miss uh, defeating FAU yesterday, even though they lost the series, Eagles hang on uh, to first place, a one-game lead over uh, Florida Atlantic. Southern Miss now 18-6 and in Conference USA, 31-15 and overall. Bob, I know you've got the results uh, from uh, this weekend in Conference USA, and there was some surprising results in these series. Right. Texas San Antonio uh, beats Marshall two games to none. One of their games was canceled because of weather. Charlotte beats Middle Tennessee two out of three. Western Kentucky sweeps Rice. I think that uh, came as a bit of surprise to Coach, as he indicated. Old Dominion beats Louisiana Tech two out of three. Old Dominion right now may be be the hottest team uh, playing in Conference USA. And UAB goes uh, down to South Florida and wins two out of three against Florida International. That sets it up – uh, giving USM a one-game lead, 18-6 and six in conference play. Florida Atlantic one game back, 17-7. and seven. But remember, Florida Atlantic will hold the tiebreaker in the event of a tie. Western Kentucky now moves into third place. They're 14-9 and nine on the season in league play, three games behind Southern Miss, two behind Florida Atlantic. Louisiana Tech falls to fourth and uh, practically out uh, of the race. They're five games now out of the lead. And Rice, 21 and 27 overall, but 12 and 12 in Conference USA play. They're not a threat, obviously, to win the conference, but I got to tell you, 12 and 12 in the conference. Uh, 21 wins, even though they've lost 27 games. They worry me, Luke. I think Rice could be a could be a trap for the Golden Eagles, you know, unless they can get these periodically bad games out of their system and go out there and play well for three consecutive days. You know, as much as we felt like our team this year has been kind of up and down, Rice is – has looked really, really good, and then they've looked really, really bad. They were on uh, the road this weekend uh, up in um, escaping me, where West Bowling Green. They were up in uh, Bowling Green against Western Kentucky. Uh, they have a game to get straightened out. They play uh, Lamar uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Southern Miss, really the only team in Conference USA that doesn't have a, a midweek uh, this week. But uh, Rice, you know, can can go down and beat up Lamar and feel pretty good about themselves. And it, it's a, I'll tell you what, we were we were concerned, you know, even if we were to get the series win against FAU, we we're throwing around it on Friday. And man, uh, it just going to Rice, uh, it, you don't know what you're dealing with. No. Are you going to catch them when they're low? Are you going to catch them when they're high? Uh, we know, based off what uh, Coach Braga did la- the last few years at Tennessee Tech, uh, they can explode offensively. And so it's kind of an unsure deal. And so, you know, to, to probably quote Coach Barry, you just take care of what you can c- take care of, and-, and then you go in there. What we are thankful for is that the- these arms can rest a little this week uh, because right. there were a lot used out of the bullpen this weekend. Well, there's a lot to worry about. The lead is so precarious if you – if you go, having now lost the series to FAU, you go to Rice, just theoretically, you lose two games. Florida Atlantic wins two games. Now, all of a sudden, you're really in second place because if you're head-to-head with them at the end of the year, they're going to get the regular season championship. And another thing that concerns me is is the weather. You may remember uh, maybe three years back, uh, we lost a couple of games or because of weather and ended up losing by the, the regular season championship by a half a game, even though 
uh, as I recall, our records were virtually the same, but we were a couple of games short. Any idea how how that would play out if they're unable to get those three games in this weekend? Well, it's just part of it. I mean, it's the team that's that's in the lead, regardless of whether or not you're you're half a game back, one game back. Either way, I mean, if you're 500, uh, if you're even with FAU going into it, guess what? You're second place. Right. It's it's really important, and and this is one of those years because when you look at RPI, two RPI we look at here, we look at Warren Nolan, and then uh, because Coach Corky Palmer, uh, he used Boyd's World. That's really the two that we look at. In in Boyd's, uh, Southern Miss is thirty sixth, FAU is thirty four. I think Louisiana Tech is fifty. Yeah. So in in Warren Nolan, Louisiana Tech 50, Southern Miss 37, FAU 34. So Eagles 36 and 37. Eagles really need to win the regular season. I I just – I don't want to get into a situation where we're second in the regular season and then you have an early departure in a conference tournament and guess what? You're out. At at about – even at a 40, 39, 38 RPI, you find yourself on the outside looking in. So the way that I think they will secure a a regional spot this year – because, Bob, to be honest, you got six games left. You're looking at only – if you sweep out, which I don't think they'll do – if you win both series, you're only at 35 games going into the tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so, you know, the magic number is always, you know, around 39, 40, you know, you're in like that. Eagles got to win the regular season in order to lock it down, in my opinion. Right. 31 and 15 on the season. Florida Atlantic now 32 and 15. But again, Florida Atlantic has that tiebreaker. Uh, has the tiebreaker should it come to that? All right, so uh, you know they just got to they got to just keep playing and keep winning and 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 you do scratch your head sometimes though when they play like they did Saturday night, do you not? I mean, it just it's it's hard to believe it was the same team you had seen on the field three days earlier playing against Ole Miss. It is, uh, but it. it... Saturday is the example of baseball. I mean, okay, so you look at you look at Saturday. You look at who he threw. Carroll the week before goes seven innings, doesn't give up a run. He goes three innings. Strickland gets shelled. Jared Wright, um, who you know has has been pretty good, gives up eight runs. You know, it's just where does that come from? Baseball, right? Um, no excuse for it, but I mean, it's just it's baseball. How about this? Ole Miss can only score three runs against Southern Miss's weak night pitching and then they scored 19 runs and have 20 plus hits against LSU's weekend pitching how do you you predict college baseball Luke you can't it's again it's it's baseball and uh, if anybody saw the end of that yesterday it was unbelievable LSU uh, hit back to back to back home runs to tie that thing and to send it into extra innings. And then, uh, you know, you look at a game where they scored 34 runs, the winning pitcher only gave up one hit. You know, it's it's kind of just <laughs> strange the way that baseball is. Uh, but you know, you want to talk about getting out of a funk. And, and uh, Ole Miss hadn't won a series in Baton Rouge, I since, think, since like 1985. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're, if you're feeling bad, Golden Eagle fans, about this weekend, you just played Ole Miss and FAU and you went 500 for the week and you just beat a team. Team that just took two out of three from uh, LSU in Baton Rouge. So, exactly, you know, if there's a exactly. way to pick your chin up on a Monday, you should. Well, and great uh, book bookend wins. I mean, the win Wednesday night, whether it counts in the conference or not, is immaterial. It was electric and exciting, and there wasn't a person in that building uh, that wasn't uh, 
really wasn't involved in that baseball game. And then you come from behind yesterday, uh, you know, after getting beat badly the night before and then beat on Friday night uh, to win what was a crucial game. That may have been, to this point in the year, the most important baseball game the team has played, that being the game yesterday. Yeah, and you look at what they did against Lafayette a couple weeks ago. You you get walked off on a month ago, you walk them off here. You get drilled by Ole Miss earlier in the season, you come back and you beat them. You get uh, really one taken from you on on Friday night, your own doing, but you know you could have won that one. You get shellacked on Saturday. What we've seen from this team over the last really five weeks is their ability to respond. Now, you, you don't want to get in a situation where you're always having to respond because you play so bad. You know, sometimes Pete Taylor magic is we woke up in the eighth inning and we started playing baseball. You know what I mean? Right. But so you don't want to just get into a situation where you have to respond like that. But when when the chips were uh, down, uh, they have responded in the last month or so, and, and we're thankful to see that. All right, it's official now. The Eagle Hour will be at the Conference USA Baseball Tournament on the Wednesday Open day and we'll be back down there on Thursday so we will be broadcasting uh, from that beautiful baseball facility on the coast Wednesday and Thursday uh, we hope to line up a, a great lineup of guests it'll be a two hour broadcast on Wednesday and then the regular one hour uh, is the way we're looking at it right now on Thursday and I hope it's not like last year Luke where we're just sitting around in the sunshine uh, waiting for the <laughs> waiting for the rain delay to be over with and, and people are outside sunbathing in the stands. It was strange, wasn't it? Well, if we are, we'll, hear, we'll sure hear Coach Palmer talking right. about it. Sheila uh, walked in uh, and told me uh, last break that we were lining up Russ Anderson and Tim Bennett this week uh, to yeah. be able to, to talk more about that conference tournament. It, it's a great venue to play in. and you know, I know there's some people that, that want it in their own backyard, but Mississippi kind of is in the middle of Conference USA, and it's an excellent venue for the tournament. Right, and uh, good crowds, uh, lots of lots of things to do on the Gulf Coast. It's just a great place to go watch college baseball. All right, fourth segment just around the corner. We're going to talk a little softball when the Eagle Hour continues. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us on a Monday afternoon. And as always, our thanks to head baseball coach Scott Berry, who joins us every Monday, win or lose. It doesn't matter. Coach Berry's always on the show uh, after the Golden Eagles play, and we appreciate uh, him uh, really an awful, awful lot. This segment is sponsored by our newest sponsor, Gulfport Home Center, with the largest inventory and best prices in South Mississippi on manufactured housing. Gulfport Home Center is conveniently located on Highway 49 in Gulfport, and they're making room for you and your family with a perfect home at the perfect price. You can go to Gulfport Home 
homecenter.ms. That's gulfporthomecenter.ms. Or you can call them at 228-832-0710. Gulfport Home Center, we welcome them to the Eagle Hour. All right, Luke, softball played this weekend as well. And you were telling me before we went on the air today uh, about a really gracious move uh, by Coach Wendy Hogue and, and her softball team. Softball uh, hosted Louisiana Tech, who is the best team in the conference right now. And, of course, yesterday it was senior day, Sarah Van Shake, Samantha Papp, and Chase Nelson, the three seniors for Southern Miss. And, and uh, you know, Louisiana Tech had five seniors. And because of the tornado in Ruston, you know, that softball uh, facility got damaged uh, pretty bad. And I was just looking earlier um, at the Twitter feed, and uh, Louisiana Tech softball actually thanked Coach Hogan, the Lady Eagles, because uh, yesterday when we honored our three seniors they honored the five seniors from louisiana tech which was really a class move and i mean what else you know that's just kind of par for the course for for wendy hogue to do she's uh you know so classy but i thought that was a really 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 cool move uh, for southern miss fans to be able to uh, to support louisiana tech and what those ladies have been through through uh, you know the last uh, month or so but on the diamond lady eagles actually uh, took game one and on saturday they defeated louisiana tech five to three uh lacy summerlin shortstop for the lady eagles went two for three with two rbis and then uh, they dropped games two and three in the doubleheader yesterday but Southern Miss finishes uh, the regular season 30 and 21 we should mention first time since 2016 Lady Eagles have won 30 games and only the second time since 2010 that a softball team has won 30 games in a regular season so uh, great for uh, for them and what that means is they finish fifth in uh, the conference so Starting this week uh, on Wednesday, the 2019 softball championship, I believe it's in uh, in Birmingham, Southern Miss taking on UTSA, uh, who they swept uh, about a month ago in early April. That game will be at 12, so uh, this Wednesday we'll actually be on air probably right in the middle of that game, and we'll try to give you some updates. Southern Miss, if they were to get past UTSA, they would face Marshall uh, the same day on Wednesday at 5 p.m. This uh, softball championship runs from Wednesday, May 8th to Saturday, May 11th. Southern Miss, the five seed, and we'll face UTSA at noon on Wednesday. Should be exciting. Uh, Eagle Hour back on the road this Friday. Seems like it's become a Friday thing. Uh, we're back at Ramey Motors in Purvis uh, this Friday from 1 till 2 o'clock. And uh, as Luke can attest to, it's an incredible inventory of uh of four-wheelers and side-by-sides and trucks and cars and lawnmowers and weed eaters and uh, it's pretty it's pretty much everything at the at Ramey uh, Motors it's like a and I say this in, in a, a great it's like a dude flea market like you just go somewhere <laughs> and it's like everything that is like is approved by a man card it's there you just look around and you just say I found my spot. This is my place. And right. we, uh, we appreciate Dakota Baker and all the guys down there. It'll be great to be back down there and drool over some, some man gear on uh, Friday. I'm going to ask both of you guys here before we go off the air today. I want you to give me a number. How many times Friday at, uh, Fuzzies did Kelly Santer remind us that the food he ate was only 455 calories? It was 420 calories. Was it 420? Yeah. How many, that's the only reason. I that would be about how many times he why, reminded us, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah, right just about, about that. that. And that's the only reason why. That's. I think that's why he ordered it. I hate to say it. He saw that. <laughs> the, the jury's still out, though. There's. So if you guys weren't there, just imagine like uh, 
a, a silver bowl, like a cooking bowl yeah, that your grandmother That's right. or yeah. mother like mix stuff up like and multiply the, it times two. The big one. And that's what Kelly Sander was right. eating out of. Yeah. A mixing bowl. Like yeah, the I biggest see my wife one, make cakes and stuff. Yeah, the it. biggest one you have in your house, that was it. Right, right. And he uh, ate every shred of lettuce. And then in he the bowl. walked up to the kitchen and asked, Is this really four hundred and twenty? Right. He right. didn't believe it. Right. And, and the one time they don't bring us dessert is the one time Kelly sworn off a dessert. Yeah. So really you could say twice we never got dessert because the first time Kelly ate all of it. Yeah, and this time because he didn't have any. Right, right. Uh, but what a place, man. That's fun to go down there, yeah. right? Good time. We're open to bringing the show to anybody that wants to feed us. Can I say that? I mean, is that a is that a fair thing to say, Luke? <laughs> well, we got a taco uh, place. That's probably there's probably a... more than fair. That's probably yeah. highly encouraged. <laughs> highly, highly encouraged. Yeah, we'll talk about your food. We're happy to we're happy to do that. Love to go back to Fourth Street Grocery, Fourth Street Bar and Grill, in yeah. case they're listening. Uh, and we are, and, we're and, and, and we'd be happy to sample another one of those uh, big. Poor boy, Sam. Mm-hmm. Hey, tomorrow, uh-huh. we can talk some smack because one of our favorite announcers is on tomorrow, J.P. Heath from Rice. He's oh, always yeah. a trip. Be He's good to talk fun. to him. All right. So that'll be good. We're also going to have Russ Anderson, Associate Conference Commissioner, on the show this week. Also, Tim Bennett from the upcoming baseball tournament going to be with us as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow at 1. And until then, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.